Okay, welcome everybody to Man Up, the men's mental health podcast. My name is Andy Richardson and sitting opposite me is the stupendously wonderful Tommy Danqua. Hello, how are you? I'm absolutely fine. I'm feeling quite good this week. How have you been, how you been feeling? I've been good. I've been good. I've survived man flu, which is a miracle. I've uh, celebrated a friend's 40th. I've uh, drunk my body weight in alcohol and I'm still here to tell the tale. So feeling good, feeling very good. And sounding very sexy. I well, don't... That's it. My new sultry, sexy tones that I'll be uh, sporting throughout the Christmas period, I guess. <laughs> and we are talking to you yet again from the um, premises of LCCM, London College of Contemporary Media. Now, I always get that wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm, st I'm studying here and I, and I get the name of the place I'm studying wrong. London College of Contemporary... No, Creative... Music. Me no media. I've got no cure scan. Shall we start again? Rewind. Okay. Rewind. Lond London College of... Con <laughs> yeah, no. London College of Creative Media. Well, it started off as London College of Contemporary Music, but then it changed its name because media encompasses all these wonderful new things like um, podcasting, which is what Beautiful. we're doing. Which is what we're doing now. So, um, thanks again to them. We have had some more developments. Uh, it's all getting very exciting. It's all getting a bit serious. Yeah. So, I mean... so now we have we have a website. Uh, which I um, well, it's it's a Wix thing. I mean, I made the it, I made the website myself, so I'm not saying that I'm any sort of amazing web designer, but it's up there. It's looking all right, isn't it? It's fabulous. I'm actually really impressed with your work, mate. It's really good. Thank you very much. It's really good. Um, and that is um, manupuk.com. Manupuk.com. So that's manupuk, all one word. Obviously, it's a website. There's no spaces in there, but manupuk.com. It's not manupuk, which is someone said on the phone. When I, when I had some problems with it, I rang them up and they and they said, oh, yeah, so is that manupuk? And I was like, no. Negative. Thought, no, they, it's not. They thought it was something to do with Manchester United. <laughs> anyway, so, so, so that's really good. Um, we've also, since last week, you've had a, a big thing happen in your life are we allowed are we allowed to talk about this Do you know what i think let, let's hold i feel there's too much goodness happening in one show for us to be divulging into this as well because we've also got our social media up as well haven't we oh oh yes we have so that's, that's another thing we've got so, so we are now live and operating on twitter instagram and facebook okay so for so, those of you that don't know ask your kids you know uh so we are man up Oh, sorry, we are Man Up Men's. That's our handle on Twitter. Sounds a bit uh, funny. I quite like it. Man Up Men. Man Up Men's. <laughs> All one word. But no, we are Man Up! Exclamation mark Men's Mental Health Podcast on Twitter. And on Instagram, we are Man Up! Underscore Men's Mental Health. And on Facebook, Man Up! UK Men's Mental Health Podcast again. Oh, that was amazing. Anyone would have, would have thought that you had that written in front of you. I oh, mean, how, how did you memorise that? Just reeled it off my head, mate. Just reeled it off my head. <laughs> he said rough, ruffling the paper. The listeners will never know. They'll that, never know that, that I cannot commit anything to memory. So I'm reading off the page. So um, normally at this point, we, we talk about um, what's been going on in the news. Uh, there's been a lot going on in the news um, uh, about mental health that is not about uh, the news in general because let's face it the news in general 
it's just Brexit, isn't it? But we, we, we certainly won't be talking about that. This is a Brexit-free zone. But, um, <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> this week we have got a very special Man Up podcast. Now, the reason, I mean, every week is special, but this yeah. week is extra special because we're doing, because we are at LCCM, which uh, stands for what, Tommy? The London Contemporary <laughs> Creative Madmen. <laughs> um, because we are at LCCM, we we decided to do a student special because um, I'm a student. I'm a mature student. Uh, some would say immature student, <laughs> but um, because uh, well, I've I've been here for two and a half years now. I'm doing it part time. Now, during my studying time here, I've had some quite severe bouts of anxiety people wouldn't know that about me because I try and keep my sort of game face on when I'm here but there's been times during my um rehearsing and studying when I've had to you know if maybe I'll go to the toilet say oh I need to go to the toilet but really I just need to get out of the room because my anxiety is has been like really quite bad and it made me think it'd be good to do like um, a student special where we invite uh, a few students along to uh, maybe talk about some of the problems that they might have had, but also we can try and um, talk about some solutions to the problems they had. Uh, we can talk about the help that they've had and th things like that, that that might sort of, you know, open up the discussion a bit and get um, students, and, and in particular male students, talking about uh, their problems. So um, today is the Man Ups UK Student podcast special that again that took that took a lot i mean it took a lot of you that didn't it, it? it, it I did you actually reclined in your chair you look exhausted it did it did a it lot did. of brain power but so, you know what this is a really good idea because um i'm glad we're doing this because you know as i you know i like to say it makes for scary reading and uh, students are no different when it comes to mental health so we just pulled up a few statistics online and you know it's um, reported on a yougov survey of British students that one in four students will suffer or have suffered from mental health problems throughout the, you know, the duration of their studying. Wow. Female students are more likely to admit it than our male counterparts. Surprise, surprise, 34% versus 19% only of our males that will report this. And, and of that, over half of them will report to, um, sorry, <clears throat> more than half, 77% or whopping 77% will report depression and anxiety is the most common. So it's a huge, huge thing. Now, what's worse is that many of them report them both at the same time. So we talk about, you know, mental health and people talk about going to work and whatnot, but it is here, it is happening with the students as well. So really yeah. good topic, really good time to do it. Yeah, and weirdly enough, I was doing s some sound at a an event a couple of days ago, which was a uh, an NHS forum about um mental health services for for not students uh but well students but but sort of younger students and it was saying that um uh what was what was the it was it was quite a scary um, quite a scary statistic it was like 
something like 20% of kids now are, are having like sort of mental health problems. Um, I'll have to get that statistic up. Um, I'm not as organised as Tommy with his statistics. Don't worry, Andy, you give it to me and I'll tweet it to our followers. Oh, yeah, there we go. We are getting like we're, a well-oiled engine. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and anyway, so that's enough of us waffling on as we usually do. Um, so we have um, some students with us in the room. Um, can you make some, some, some general... There's not loads of them by the way if you're expecting a sudden like a room full <laughs> we are <laughs> we're not down the student union yet in, in fact in, in fact there were meant to be three of them but we're waiting for the third one to come in because um in his words he's hungry he has to get something to eat which which is Im an important thing really it's but fair enough but we've got two people in, 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 um, with us um we've got um we've got john and louis um and we're waiting for we're waiting for carl um but uh, if he turns up, he turns up. If he doesn't turn up, then um, then he doesn't. So you might suddenly hear a, a third voice. But um, listen, gents, um, thank you so much for doing this. It's very kind of you. It's good to be here. Yeah, great, great, great. Welcome, welcome. Nice. So, uh, like I said, we are waiting for one more. But, you know, let's not detract from the two that actually could be bothered to come and turn <laughs> up. Typical students. <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased that you've priced away from the student union bar, pound of pints and whatnot down there, where T-shirt competitions or whatever happens. Bloody hell, when was you, you last a student? <laughs> oh, I told you, mate, I'm cracking on now. I'm getting older. I'm getting older. I'm getting older. So no, should we open up the floor? Like, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so um, as you got the mic there, Louis, we st we'll start with you. Tell us yep. a little bit about um, what brought you in to see us, and and, and about your your. Um, have you had any? Have you had struggles yourself with with mental health? Well, with mental health, I have had these struggles. I date it back to when I was eighteen, back in two thousand and ten. Uh, a lot of things happened at that time. It's like. Uh, growing up in a seaside town when the recession hit, that was a pretty big factor and there was nothing to do in a sense there was no work. Also, um, my brother, who, well, well, all of my brothers have autism, so that's another thing for mental health. Um, he kept running away from his uh, care home and that was playing a lot on me because you're thinking, oh, your brother's running away. Well, what's happening? Where's, is he going to be found? Um which caused stress amongst my parents who were arguing a lot. And that has a big effect on, well, not only myself, but my brothers as well, the ones that were at home. And then it was going fine because I was in a relationship at that time. But when my ex broke up with me via MSN, so long ago it was, <laughs> um, everything just fell apart. And I ended up staying in my room for about two months just did not go out, did not talk to people. And during that point, I developed an inferiority complex, very depressed, extremely anxious, like social anxiety. And that's been going on for the past eight, we are 2018, yeah? Eight, yeah, eight years, eight years, I'm just checking, I'm, I'm 26, yeah. Eight, eight years, eight years. <laughs> and I, I kept it in me, and I had it under control. But when I became chairman of the student committee, after the first meeting, I couldn't go into the workspace area. So I just literally went downstairs to the venue where no one was, sat down in the chair, had my head in my hands, and I felt like screaming. So it was at that moment I was like, I need help. And at that point, I 
Well, first of all, I wanted to talk to my grandmother about it. So I sat down in my front room, ready to speak. Words couldn't come out. I was like, okay, okay, I need therapy. So I did a bit of research and I started seeing a therapist last... My third... My fourth on Friday. So the past month I've been getting psychotherapy in West London. And I'll be honest, it's helped a lot. It's made me a lot more organized, which I I never imagined I'd be organized at all. <laughs> and it's just... I'm glad I'm getting this done because it's now putting me in the right direction. Okay, thanks for that, Louis. Let's move it down the line and let's speak to John. So, 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 John, what's what's your what's your story then? What what brings you here anyway? First of all, just about Brexit, really quick. I'm kidding. <laughs> we're, we're not going. <laughs> We've got um, a joker. We've got a joker. Good work. <laughs> uh, well, you asked me to do this, and I thought it's a good chance to share what we've experienced. Um, so I've, I have the same issues as you, anxiety, um, panic attacks that you end up in the hospital and you think you're going to die and somebody tells you you're perfectly healthy and just makes you feel like an idiot. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that just builds up, you know, and um, anxiety takes its toll on everything, like on transportation, moving around, like it was, it was just a battle to come into school every day. It was like stepping on the tube and just game face, don't freak out. You know, like, I'm, and you know, like, I missed a ton of stuff just of, like, having to get out of the tube and, like, chill in for half an hour. Um, and I didn't have a particularly healthy lifestyle, which I have tried to improve, but it just got to a point where it was too much. Life was not doable. And um, I was very paranoid, because we are in the demographic of people who are at risk for suicide. You know, that does happen. Um, people don't talk about it because it creates replicas and, you know, but it's there and we are within the group that is most at risk. So I just, it was time. You know, it came to a point where I'm not letting myself go off the deep end anymore because I wasn't functioning and like I, I didn't enjoy anything and just being awake was annoying. So I, I got help, you know, I'm, I'm fortunately, um, I had the assurance of my friends and my family that, you know, you're in a fucked up position, but we will help you get help. And um, I started doing therapy um, for really accessible prices for students, and I don't have income that is anything worthy of an adult. And it was, it was doable, and I did 18 weeks, it was very helpful. <coughs> Talking helps, just um, feeling that you can just open up about anything and not have any of your inhibitions keep you from opening up. And just changing lifestyle, you know, like I've uh, stopped doing drugs, like seven hours sleep a day minimum for, you know, peak brain performance, food, food and sleep. And yeah, that's about it. Was there anything to, um, <clears throat> was there anything about being a student you think that brought on some anxiety, or, or is it just oh, you yeah, think the yeah, like you're in school, especially like in our line of work, there's no job security, so you have to be in school. You have to think about making money with a job that offers no benefits. You you know mm -hmm. you feast or starve basically, and 
all that builds up and then, you know, all the other shit everybody has from their past and from their lives. It just gets to a point where you can't handle it. And the more people know that there are options to ask for help that are reasonably affordable, like pretty affordable, that are good and that will help you, the more people know that, the better, you know. And you see that on tube, on the tube, you see the, the ads for mental health and... But, you know, if you hear it from a person and not from a poster, it's better. And I think that's why we're here. Well, that, well, that's, I mean, I have to thank you for, um, because I'm I'm going to, um, I'll name check them, um, Waterloo Community Counselling. Um, it's really cheap. It's Because it's <clears throat> if you go through the NHS, I don't know if anyone else has got, had that experience, it, it takes forever to get some help. When you finally get some help, you get assessed for about five weeks. And then finally, by the time you see someone, and it's always a CBT person. So if you want bespoke mental health um, help, like you want to see a psychotherapist like that, then you don't get that choice. Uh, when you finally get there, then it's you're looking at about 10 weeks down the line. And if you're a student, you certainly can't afford to pay for it to, to get private stuff. So somewhere like you told me about, which was Waterloo Community Counselling, you go there. I mean, there is a bit of a waiting list, but you only pay for what you can afford. And it, it really helps. And there, I mean, I'll, I'll put the website up on on um, on the um, social media. Yeah, we'll do that. But, but, um, but there's, I'm sure there's stuff, because I, I don't want this to be London-centric, London, London and because uh, I know Londoners are very guilty of that. So I'm sure there are, there are other schemes around the country that do that. Um, okay, so lastly, we have we, we do have our third person who's come in, and uh, it's Yo. Carl. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. Carl. How was your food? Was it all right? Uh, yeah, it was all right. A little bit dry, but right. it was good. <laughs> good. Good, mate. Thank you. So thank you for coming in. You're welcome. Um, so, so tell us a bit about your story. Well, okay. Um, so my story's kind of linked mainly... Uh, to drugs, to be honest. Uh, like I used to smoke a lot of cannabis, um, mainly through a period where I was going through a bad breakup, um, which made it even harder. And I was living on my own in Whitechapel in like a really empty house. And I had quite a big room, so it's quite a lonely place. Um, so the, the thing that kind of helped me get through it was smoking. And I, I used to smoke in my room and stuff. And you know, it, it got to a point where I was smoking about like 15, 16 joints a day to myself, which is really not good, especially the stuff in London. Um, yeah, as John knows. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was really hard. But basically, I was I was away at my friend's house in Coventry uh, one week where, you know, I, I was just hanging around there while they were going to university, and I was just chain smoking the whole day. Uh, well, the whole week, actually, for every day. And eventually, at the end of the week, I started to feel a lump in my throat. Um, and then I went to the doctors. I didn't know what it was. Um, they couldn't work out what it was. You know, at, at that point, I had no idea it was going to be anxiety. No idea. Um, and this, is, this started at the beginning of... No, the end of January uh, of this year. Um... So yeah, that that started, and then we were going through a big procedure of kept on having to go to doctors and hospitals because there were problems just coming up. So it started out as the throat problem, and then um, you know it, it just kept on building up. You know, if I smoked because I didn't realize it was anxiety, I didn't realize it was the smoking that did it for me. 
every time I smoked, it just got worse and worse. Um, you know, I felt like the whole of my insides were filled up, you know, with something I, I felt, I felt like I was going to burst. Um, it was horrible, couldn't breathe at all. And I've got asthma anyway, which is, you know, not very good. But um, yeah, and then basically, because the doctors didn't know what I was going through and what it was, they kept on throwing me on loads of different medicines and different, you know, antibiotics, different steroids to try to help me out. And this basically completely depleted my immune system. Um, and it gave me severe vitamin D deficiency. Um, I lost all feeling in my body. Uh, it started out in my right leg. Um, and then it, it crossed over to everywhere else. And I couldn't move for literally about two weeks, uh, which is obviously hard being a musician. You know, I couldn't practice my instrument, which was awful, because uh, I don't go a day without practicing. Um, but basically all this all this stuff happened and, and it carried on happening until, uh, well, when did it stop? I think it, it was about August, or October, just before coming back to university, actually. Um, and still get problems now, but I mean, I've quit smoking and, you know, I take care of myself really well, eat really well, you know. But I do think people take for granted their own health and they should, like, care about it more. I mean, I've I've had a very similar story with you because my anxiety manifests itself physically and you don't realise how it can affect you mm -hmm. so much sort of physically. Um, was there was there a reluctance to accept that it was, wasn't something that wasn't like something really major, like, um, I don't know, uh, multiple sclerosis or of something? Of course. Uh, I had so many, so many different tests for things like fibromyalgia and stuff. Um, you know, obviously, and like throughout the whole period, my, my thyroid glands were really, uh, what's the word? Inflamed? Or? Yeah, well, inflamed, yeah. Um, so obviously I, I thought, you know, there was a possibility of having like thyroid cancer at one point. Um, I, I didn't accept, to be fair. I mean, in the end, the doctors kept on telling me it was anxiety, but because I felt so strong in my body, like these effects and stuff, I didn't think it could be anxiety that would cause that type of thing. Um, but then eventually they were like, okay, we can't do anything for you. Um, so I was like, okay, wh what do you want me to do? They said, we want to put you on these tablets. So eventually I got, I got put on Sertraline, which I really didn't want to do because my mum my and my sisters have been through really hard times. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't really want to want to go on that stuff because I know it can be quite addictive. Um, but once I jumped on it, it really did help out uh, a lot. I mean, still occasionally, every now and then, I get problems coming back. But um, overall, it's a lot, it's a lot better. I mean, I'm quite a calm person anyway, and you know. But yeah, I think it's quite good that you mentioned that because I think a lot of men. They don't want to go on to, uh, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, my Barry White sexy voice. <laughs> <clears throat> Apologies. A, a lot of men, you know, myself included, didn't want to go on to medication because it was uh, almost like admitting defeat, if you like. There's, again, mm. talking about stigma and mental health and people feeling that we have to man up, you know, which is exactly what this podcast is about. 
but you know the fact that you didn't do it or you didn't want to do it because you've got family that have had issues with it mm. same as with me I didn't want to get addicted to something else and but you said you found it it helps it works yeah so again something positive for people to look at and I and you mentioned this before there are different medications out there for people. They might not all fit for you, but you try them, you know, if it does help you, if it can give you hope. And also, you know, if you try one that doesn't work for you, go back to your doctor. I think in your words, go back to the doctor, try something else because there is something out there. And if it gets to a point in your life where that's where you're at, then that might be what it takes, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. But also, if you can help it, I, I wouldn't, I would never have taken any, like, forms of drugs to try to help you out i mean i would have always tried to do it like mentally before having to mm. sort it out through actual medication because like, like we said yeah like we said you can get hooked on it yeah. well, well i would i yeah i mean there's, there's two schools of thought there because i'm like you you i mean i i really refuse to be on medication because i've done it loads in the past and i i do think there is a certain sticking plaster i think you need to get down to the reasons why you are feeling like that because i believe it's because there's something in your life maybe your childhood or maybe stuff that's going on now that is causing you your your mind to act in in this certain way and by taking drugs all you're doing is suppressing the symptoms you're not looking at the at the, at the causes but for some people, it does work, and especially when when people are really sort of desperate and they they can't function, then mm. that's the time when I think drugs can can work, and and they're there for a reason. Yeah. So so I wouldn't discount all. No, drugs. not not at all, not at all. No, I agree, I agree. Um, but if 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 you feel like you can like get help without having to do the drugs, then I would definitely suggest doing that. Is there? Did it help? when you sort of were diagnosed or you or, or was there a reluctance to be diagnosed with anxiety um or was did if you know what i mean was it and did it help when you finally got to that sort of acceptance that i've got anxiety because we i mean for you too i mean we are talking about anxiety with yourself anxiety as well and a bit of depression yeah. or um has come in has come in i mean the two very much go hand in hand but was there a sort yeah. of reluctance to accept that or well for me i was always self-aware of my problems it's just i never sought to get help in the first place it was only until like i said that i got this position as chairman of the committee that i thought okay i'm in trouble um but other than that i'm just I, i'm one of those that i'm always aware of okay this I'm okay with this, but I'm not so okay with this, and I'm okay, I'm right with this, but this isn't working. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think there's like John? Do you do you think do you think there's enough um, help available for 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 students? And do you think because you you ha you personally had to did you have to find that Waterloo uh, counselling yourself? Yeah. yeah. So. Because there is a, um, a counsellor here at LCCM, isn't yeah. there? And I wanted to do it outside of school so you can talk about all your stuff without any connections to anything you know in the world. Right. And did you, do you, did you find, because you've, I've spoken to you about this because I, you're a friend of mine and we've been going through the same stuff. Do you find, I mean, obviously you don't want to broadcast your problems to everyone, but do you find 
still find it a little bit awkward talking to, you know, being open about the problems that you've had? In this context, no, because that's what we're here for. But one of the good things that I found about therapy is if you want to open up to somebody, especially, I don't know if it's a dude thing, but opening up has always made me feel a bit guilty. Like, not bitching, but if it's serious problems, putting them on other people's shoulders can be hard. And in therapy, you don't feel that because you get the feeling of it. Like today, you're here for that. And there's no guilt. It's the place to do it, and you're free to unburden. Do you still feel like a pressure to, to, to keep that, that those struggles um quiet or or are, are you happy are you quite open with people i'm just trying to i'm trying to sort of gauge what what the um the culture is the student culture around mental health like most people at this school are accepting in work context no no cheers um well this isn't about myself this is actually about my sister um she's like was suffering with severe like depression. Um, she got diagnosed with it. Um, you know, she got to to probably the worst point in depression you can have before, you know, the worst thing that could happen. Um, and to be honest, she she didn't get taken seriously enough at all. Um, she went through the NHS so many times, kept on making copious amount of calls. They said, we'll put you on a list, blah, blah, blah. But you know this. This she was on this list for like a year, and when you're at that stage, that's not something that you can really deal with. Like you, you want to get seen straight away. So, you know, you can go privately, but if you haven't got the money to do that, then what you're supposed to get help from the NHS. And I know they're all crammed now, and you know, the rooms are so busy, and the doctors are so busy. But I think they really need to do something about it because like mental health is. It's something that you can't control. I mean, I'm not saying it's worse than physical problems at all, but it's it's definitely as bad. It's on par, and you know, it's it's awful. It should be taken more seriously. Um, do do, do yeah. you think there should be a a a national um, student um, mental health thing, or you should, you just think it should be f for everyone, really? Well, I think it should be for everyone. Yeah, I mean. Maybe maybe they should make separate ones for students and for you know other people. Um, I mean, she she was a student, but when she was going through this stuff, she wasn't. So, you know, why should you necessarily just give it to someone because they're a student rather than just working? You know, be it. You know, I don't know. What would you What would the ideal be for you, gents? What would uh, What What would Well, let's go Let's go around. What would be the the ideal set up in, in 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 this country like just more for, more free therapy or or what 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 would you like to see oh well, yeah absolutely you know if you haven't got the money to pay for something you're going to need help and i think like duty from the country should deal with that stuff yeah you know, I, I think there should be much more free therapy i think there should be levels of people you see so depending on how severe yeah, your depression or anxiety is. Um, yeah, I, I I definitely think they should do more about it. To be honest, it's just the money, isn't it? It's just the resources, and there's just no, there's no. Well, they say there's none of it. I mean, there's plenty of money to go to things like foreign wars and things like that. But <laughs> you know, um, what about you, you, you chaps? What do you think? What's your, what's your? 
I needed help. I asked for help and I got help. So just more of that all around because it was very fortunate and it changed how I enjoy my life. But you but you live in London. Yeah, everybody and nobody's happy in London. <laughs> okay. Well, no, no, I'm not talking saying how bad London is. Well, what I'm saying is London's probably got a lot of stuff. I mean, I I I, I, I think something like Waterloo counselling nationwide, I don't think that exists. I don't I don't think I don't think you can get cheap bespoke therapy, you know, um at a local level in this country. I, I really don't think you can get I mean, let's not say that there's not. And I mean, you know, we spoke last week to somebody and he's with Papyrus and, you know, they're doing great things. In and Coventry. In Coventry. So we, we probably will try to sort of find out and post more about, you know, what's going on around the UK. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Exactly. Knowledge is power. And sorry. Come on, over to you, Lewis. Yeah, I, I agree with these two. I think there needs to be a lot more on the NHS because, well, let, let's be honest, this uh, past, uh, I'm sorry this is going to get a little political, but since this past government has come in, they've just completely destroyed the NHS and wanting to privatise everything. It's like my therapy, I had, I pay £120 a session. Bloody hell. You know, that's just... I, I, I'm, <laughs> see, if I'd have known about that beforehand, I would have come, but now I've started that, I've got to continue it. And it's helped a lot, but in oh, okay. Ignore the bangs. <laughs> we are we are in a music college, so uh, so expect a bit of noise every now and again. Okay, <laughs> creative media. So, oh yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, there needs it needs to be more public. You know, it it shouldn't be separate mental health and physical health. It should all be part of the NHS, but it needs to be more money pumped into it. And it is ridiculous how bad it's got. It's like my grandmother had an accident last year. You know, she's like 82 years old. And we went to Paddington Hospital. And you think Paddington, like, yeah. nice hospital. Barely any staff. Completely overcrowded. The staff that were there, huge bags under their eyes. And it was just ridiculous. And the fact that they're so overworked and so underpaid just shows what's happened to this country and i think we're the ones that are going to suffer for this you know well i mean we're already suffering and it's just ridiculous well i mean you know <clears throat> there's been studies about how much uh, the mental health costs the economy um it's yeah it is. Uh, it, it's quite. I think you mentioned in a last episode. I think it was uh, fifty over fifty percent of uh, sickness at work was due to mental health. I think that was. Don't quote me on that. I might be pulling that figure out my backside, but I do believe it was something along that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it is huge. And it is expensive for not just businesses, but also for like, taxpayers and the government itself. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, the, the, a couple of the fellas here, are, they're starting to roll up their um, their cigarettes, so I can I, I can see that you know the uh, we'll, we'll try and wind things up. There's natural <laughs> conclusions here. The student, I'm, I'm surprised no one's pulled out like a six pack or anything. Do you know what I mean? Like a tin of beer. Um, so, <laughs> all right, I calm down. So, so if there are, I mean, hopefully it won't be just us talking to ourselves in, in, in a room. Um, if there are people listening to this, um, I want to, I want, I want to go down the line again. Um, can you give someone who's struggling, um, a little bit of advice about what, what, what really worked for you? I mean, and, and okay. I know that 
it, you know, for for all three of you, it was getting getting some help. Well, not, well, not with Carl. He was um, he's dealt with it somehow. But uh, do you have any advice uh, for people that are struggling at the moment? So, Louis, Louis, don't let it manifest. That's the main thing. If you let it manifest, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. The moment you realise you've got a problem, go see someone. And that's the best advice I can give you. Nice. Good advice. Don't do drugs. No, no, seriously. Like, don't do drugs. Or if, you're, if you're having anxiety issues or depression, it's very unlikely that smoking pot is going to help you or any other kind of psychotropic or stimulant. Sleep enough hours and eat and drink enough water like the whole you know exercise and drink and sleep routine but sort your life out stop putting toxic shit in your body and we're just rolling cigarettes which is really ironic <laughs> but uh, you know one one step at a time um, i found that was really helpful do you know what i'm really glad you said that because i don't feel that we touched nearly enough on you know the use of drugs and these sorts of you know how that sort of goes hand in hand with sort of mental health problems. But and everybody we'll have does to... drugs in this country, man. Yeah. Like, I had no clue. <clears throat> Especially in London. Especially <laughs> in London, like kids doing yeah. really hard shit that where I come from, you, you don't do that, you know? Like, well, Tommy's got a lot of experience of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of this. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I was not always, I was not always you know, a, a misspent youth, shall we say, <laughs> and probably adulthood as well. But, you know, yeah, but so I'm glad we, you know, and we, I think we will do something further on the line and talk more about this. But um, we're going to go back to Carl now. Final words? Okay, well, first of all, I agree with Louis. Acceptance is a massive thing because it took me a long time to accept it. And as soon as I did, then I was able to find help for anxiety. Even if you're, if you're 100% dedicated to the fact that it's, it can't be anxiety because you're feeling things that just have to be something... Like just take it into consideration and see if you can get treated for anxiety. And if it doesn't work, then look into other things that it could actually be you know, more than just it could be it could be physical. Um, but also one thing that helped me out a lot was breathing techniques. Um, I, that that's really helpful. Um, you know, breathing through the nose for like two seconds, breathe out the mouth for five seconds, just concentrate on that. Um, another thing that can help, these are just little techniques, is counting down from 200 uh, in sevens because you your brain has different sides to it. And if you're using that side of the brain that makes you have to think about things, then you stop thinking, like the anxiety kind of disappears for a bit. Um, so just finding different ways of really coping with it. Really important, I'd say so. It's hard to do, yeah, exactly. I, was just, I can't even count forward in sevens, but I count but backwards that's, in sevens. That's exactly the that's, point. That's part of that's it. That's exactly that. the point. It's hard to do, so you, you're having to use you know that side of your brain to really focus hard, so you're forgetting about all the anxiety. One thing I forgot to ask was what, what do you think is the hardest thing about being a student, and what is the, what is the thing that most impacts your mental health do you think let's go down the line again quickly and talk about that well for me when i when i was going through it it was you know exams and you know getting working on time uh because i i thought i was going to fail my second year and if it, it wasn't for you know the teachers like being massive helps then um you know i would have failed it i mean i know at other universities 
you know, you wouldn't get that same thing. Uh, but here, yeah, they they did a great deal to help me out. And yeah, that was that was stressful, but got through it. So, so, so exams re were really the the sort of main thing that that sort of yeah yeah I'd say so. Getting things in on time when you're going through such stuff, it's hard to do work, as I'm sure you, all you guys know. It's hard to concentrate on that stuff. But yeah, what about you, John? What's what? Student loans. That's a, a cross that we're all going to have to bear in at the end of this year. And it's a terrifying thought to be 25 with a 25k debt on your back. Um, we'll work our way up <laughs> to it, hopefully. Just to give you a bit of hope, lads, uh, it gets bigger sums. <laughs> wait till, wait till you get them credit cards, mate. Honestly, <laughs> wait till you get a mortgage. Exactly. Then you've got <laughs> For me, the biggest thing would probably be the social anxiety aspect. Because there's, I'm sure you guys have seen it plenty of times. I've walked into a room and I just go sit down on my own. And I just don't uh, talk to anyone. It's not because I hate you all. Because I've been told by one of my closest friends that I hate everything. Which is not true at all. I actually care a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm genuinely terrified sometimes to talk to people. Even if it's people I know, like you guys. I One day I could be terrified to just even speak. And just want to be on my own. And that's how this whole thing is manifested, which is like the go back to the advice. That's why I said, don't let it manifest. Get help straight away. So you, so you've learned to accept that part of you that that, and and because you're here and you have to be. I mean, because we're a it's quite, it's quite a social sociable um, college. Mm. You have to be talking to people. You have to be in a room with people, and then you get lunch breaks. And there's people there and I mean, it's hard for everyone, even the most confident people in this college. Um, I mean, like personally m myself, like um, sometimes I feel like, oh God, you know, I'm, I'm here. Um, who, who's sitting there? Although people have got their little groups mm. um, and, but you can guarantee that those people in those little groups are, are hanging on to those little groups and they're, and they're <laughs> loving the fact that they've got their mate and then maybe when, that group breaks up, they, they might be a little bit like, oh, who's around? You know, mm. we are naturally a little bit insecure. We're, we're naturally sociable and we need to have constant feedback and constant, constant sort of reassurance <laughs> yeah. that, that we're, <laughs> apart from Carl, who is basically the rock. This <laughs> is a drummer. Carl is a law into his own. Like drummer, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, and for the, the and wolf. for the proper musicians, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd have to get okay. that joke in somehow. <laughs> right. Now, before I do close up, does is there any burning issues people want to get off the chest? Is there anything that anyone wants to say to the world before I close this forever, like a judge? Uh, you haven't said a lot today, Tommy, but uh, I think it's because you're ill. Fine. I'm a little bit poorly, and also I don't like students. Damn shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, but, anxiety, right? absolutely no. Do you know it's been really, it's been really insightful. Another really insightful. So thank you all for coming in and like giving you sharing your stories. Really appreciate it. Wish you all luck. Um, I know you've got some big things happening. I don't know if we can drop the bombshell on the podcast. Uh, when's this going to be released? Uh, probably in a couple of days, actually. So, so uh, on Friday, essentially. But possibly. Well, we, you can never. I don't know. As long as it's not first. As long as it's not before I talk to the SMT about it. Uh, who are the SMT? The senior management team. Oh right, okay. Yeah, but no one's going to care about LCCM on this podcast, are they? Or, you well, never know. They will. Oh, ACM right. might. 
Well, well, listen, we've picked it up now, mate. So you got okay, go and tell us, tell us what's go going on. on. Tomorrow go. I'm going to establish a students' union. Boo. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. There Boom. you go. There you go. So he's going to have a student union. Like we say, unions are great. Um, and uh, yeah, anyone else want to? Because look, look, you've given us your time. You want to promote anything in your lives? Brexit. Okay. <laughs> Moving f- swiftly John on. Is Brexit. Carl, do you want to promote anything? or um... Drummers. I think we all need a little bit more money. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Okay, so that has been Man Up, episode five. Um, we will... Uh, oh, yes, I was going to end it because we, we want to end on a high. We want to end feeling good. So I, I did yoga at the weekend. Um, oh, and right at the end, we did... We, right at the end, we did this thing, <clears throat> right? It's called Lion Breath, okay? So, <coughs> so sit upright, everyone. And so uh, podcasters, you can do this as well. So sit upright. Back straight. Now, watch me do it for a sec. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my tongue out and I'm going to cross my eyes and I'm just going to let a big sound out. It's called lion breath. So what I'll be doing is this. Okay. Now you feel really good after doing it. Okay. You might get a sore throat. That was was quite something for those of you who can't see that. That was quite a scary visual. Okay. So on the count of three, we're going to do lion breath. Okay. One. Two, three. Ah! Oh my God, distortion. Wow, now that's going to be a sound bite and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we'll see you next time.